0: Because of its simplicity. If you have a telephone, internet access, and some good old stick you can make more money working from home. For information, go to 3-STEP-USA or call 800-480-2102. Our turnkey system will give you everything you need to be successful. Many 3-Step Plan members are now in the top 2% of income earners in the nation, and they did it working from home. If you want a better financial future and think you might appreciate the freedom of working from home, we invite you to check out the 3-Step Plan. Go to 3-Step USA or call 800-480-2102. Muammar Gaddafi's forces have opened fire on mourners at the funeral for anti-government protesters in the city of Benghazi, where a doctor says at least 200 people have already been slain in days of demonstrations. A man shot in the leg Sunday said marchers were bearing coffins to a cemetery when they passed the Gaddafi compound in Libya's second largest city. The man said security forces fired in the air and then opened up on the crowd. A hospital official says four people have been wounded too seriously. The latest violence follows a day of brutal violence Saturday. Witnesses told the Associated Press a mix of special commandos, foreign mercenaries and Gaddafi loyalists assaulted demonstrators with knives, assault rifles and heavy weapons. Those protesters also were at a funeral. Officials say one person has died in a fire that ripped through a six-story New York City apartment building. The body of a 64-year-old woman was found in the rubble after firefighters battled strong winds for several hours to extinguish the blaze. Twenty firefighters and four civilians were injured. For the latest news and analysis, log on to IRNUSANews.com. When you're facing collection charges from the IRS, don't try to fight them alone. Be careful you could end up paying more than you actually owe. Our tax attorneys, CPA, and professionals can be on your side to protect you from paying too much. Ameristar is a certified member of the Tax Freedom Institute. We know your rights. We know how to get you maximum relief. So call for free information now. 800-506-9363. 800-506-9363. 800-506-9363. Scientists have estimated the first cosmic census of planets in our galaxy. Correspondent Carlotta Bradley reports. The numbers are out of this world. Scientists say there are at least 50 billion planets in the Milky Way, and at least 500 million of those are in the not-too-hot, not-too-cold zone where life could exist. The numbers were extrapolated from early results of NASA's planet-hunting Kepler telescope. There are at least 100 billion stars in the Milky Way, and scientists made an estimate of how likely stars are to have planets. They figured one of two stars has planets, and one of 200 stars has planets in the habitable zone. Carlotta Bradley, Washington.
1: Hello, this is Political Beat on WDIS. My name is Bill Cabral.
2: My name is Adam Serrano.
1: And we are joined today on location by Will Pierce. Will, Will, you with us? You there, Will. Oh, we are experiencing some experiencing some technical difficulties. Uh, Will is joining us from Los Angeles. Uh, We will work to get him on the line. Uh, So, Adam, uh, what do you feel is going on right now in the world of politics? Well, uh,
2: as of right now, we got that uh, big situation going over in uh, in uh, the Middle East um, with Bahrain. uh, Those uh, big protests over there with uh, violence uh, from the government um, over. In Bahrain, um, we also have uh, other countries uh, protesting over there as well. But the big, uh, the big news of the week is pretty much Bahrain.
1: Will, can you hear us now? Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, Will. How are you doing, Bill?
3: I'm doing great, and you? I'm doing well. And basically, it, it looks, it's. Hold on one second, Bill. Just
0: go ahead and get going.
1: Can you hear me now? Yes, we can.
3: So, how are you doing out there in in, in Massachusetts?
1: Uh, we think it's a lot colder than it is in LA right now.
3: <laughs> that's one. That's one thing for certain. It's actually really warm out here, and people know are complaining because it's a it's cold for them. It's
2: fifty degrees out here, so, <laughs> so whatever. What <laughs> do? Uh, I, I definitely take fifty degrees right now. <laughs> Anyways, the reason why I'm out here is that
3: for NBA All-Star game, and, and the game is tonight, but it's been a uh, packed weekend with a lot of events, from the DreamPoint Point Challenge last night, you had the NBA Jam session where basically every player in their mom is there having an event, and it's, it's a pretty packed weekend, even the WNBA and the D-League is here. Wow,
1: sounds yeah. like quite a time. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. As some commentators like to call it, it's the
3: Black Thanksgiving. And I like to, and, and basically when you get out, here, you can see why they say but it's so a great, great event.
1: <laughs> so I'm not sure if you're able to hear us earlier, but we were talking about uh, the major thing. The major thing that's going on right now in Bahrain uh, seems like uh, democracy is trying to make its way across the Middle East. Oh, yeah, the whole entire situation in Egypt, I think, just spearheaded
3: this whole entire thing. Because like, a lot of people were saying it's the whole entire Facebook movement that started it. But I mean, just think it was just that it was just needed now in, in this whole entire segment of the world. With the whole Egypt situation, it's a, it's a great opportunity for expansion of democracy.
1: Obviously, the only thing that ends up becoming a bit of a problem for the U.S. is uh, Bahrain is one of the United States key strategic allies in the Middle East and do uh, very similar to Egypt do we come down and support a dictator who uh, who's stable who's an ally of us but who's firing (coughs) upon his own people or do we end up supporting our higher cause of democracy It, it puts us in a tough place yeah, but that, yeah. Uh, as you say, though,
2: that, that that's kind of what would be a hypocritical stance, you know. So, yeah, well, we deserve democracy, but those people don't. Y- you know, if if, if the, the people of that country want democracy, they deserve the democracy they want.
3: I was actually in um, D.C. last week, and basically I was talking with some administration officials, and basically they, they, they believe that, for the most part, they're going to be seen out of the, all of these little uprisings that's going on in the Middle East. They're going to, because um, it's, if you look at it from their point of view, the you know the mess up either way. if they get involved or they don't get involved. If the United States does get involved, then you know if we don't support the right, you know the right overturnal or the right regime that's coming in, then you know we're kind of you know messed up. But if we do, but it's basically you know like. The best place, I believe,
2: is for us to say out of the all completely and then, you know, afterwards support the government that comes in. Oh, of course. You're, you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, pretty much, if you uh, if you choose sides before anything's resolved. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, the thing is, though, in Bahrain, with their current royal administration, we, like, we use their land uh, for our military, we use their waters, and it's part of our key strategic deterrent against Iran so if we are forced to move out then Iran does have a little less pressure on it and things things can snowball rather quickly uh, who would have known from a small country that you could have such problems yeah you know like for the most part you know most
3: kids in the United States can't even find Blaine on a map so, <laughs> so basically right there it's just, you know like we weren't paying that much attention to it in the first place and now I think it's kinda of good that, you know, the sometimes type of situation's happening because it's making us pay attention to our to our
2: allies over in the Middle East. You're sure it's only kids that can't find Marine on the on the map in this country, but I
1: uh, don't know. I think uh, kids should uh, should know where it was after Michael Jackson moved there a few years ago. I'd wanna be keeping tabs on him. <laughs> <laughs> and of course you have to make a Michael Jackson joke film wasn't for Michael Jackson, I wouldn't have known where Bahrain was before this week. <laughs> oh, but, like the thing is, like, you know, so, like... I know this is changing topics a little bit, but if you compare, like, the,
3: you know, the average, the average American child with, uh, you know, a, with a foreign kid, just their intellect uh, and just the understanding of global events, you know, like, if you take a kid from, let's just say, Adam, choose a country randomly.
2: Um. Let's go with uh, let's go with South Africa. South Africa, okay. So if you take a kid from South Africa and you say who's the president of the United States,
3: they'll go, oh, Barack Obama. If you take a kid from, you know, like, you know, Nebraska and say, you know, who's the leader of South Africa, they would be like, you know, they would be like South Africa's a country. And that's just like the general, that's just the whole entire American way. And, like, just for the most part, at least I think this whole entire Middle East conflict were, is actually kind of helping change that a little bit because... Just, last, just a couple days ago, I was talking with some kids, and they and they actually got a better understanding of Egypt, you know? Because most people, they still look at Egypt as, you know, like pyramids and mummies and, you know, the pharaohs. And they were understanding, like, wow, you know, I didn't even know that, you know, Egypt had a president. You know, so this whole situation is kind of
1: helping that in a way.
2: Uh, I'm sure our good friend Sarah Palin knew, though, so we're all good.
1: So when Mubarak dies, they turn him into a mummy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if he if he actually
3: called like Pharaoh Moab? I want to know that too. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and does he get like a, does he get like his old pyramid or do like the all share of a pyramid? You know. I don't know. I think after the economic downturn, they have to uh, put a few pharaohs to a pyramid. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
3: uh, yeah. You know, like that's just like you know, like to an American kid, they'd, to an American kid, they would just probably be sitting there and they'd be like, oh yeah, you know, that's how it is. You know. You know the, the the presence of Egypt's share pyramids. You know, like you
2: know. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, def, it's, de, it's definitely uh, uh, a spectacle after seeing the, the big push of democracy over there in the Middle East after uh, what happened with Egypt uh, in the past month. Oh, uh, it's definitely put a big push over there.
1: Oh yeah. Well, since we're on the subject of democracy, how about what's going on in Wisconsin right now? Oh, Wisconsin! Wow. Really Man, I didn't know people who just
3: eat cheese could get so angry about their their budget, you know?
1: (laughs) Hey, I think it's pretty funny when you have the entire Democratic caucus running out of state just so they don't have to make quorum. I think that provides. I'm surprised that never got worked into an episode of the West Wing. Oh, no, and it's actually interesting because a little bit of a history note the same thing actually happened in Rhode Island in the 1920s, but in the reverse, the Republicans.
3: Control of the, of the state senate, and they didn't want to pass the budget that the Democrats wanted. But they ran away into Seacon, Massachusetts, back in the 1920s. So this is like something that you know just came sporadically. It, it does happen on occasion mean, in some state legislators, that does happened. But but the fact is, like you know, like the like in this day and age, though, it's kind of like you know, like come on, Democrats, just sit there and vote, you know, like. And, and, and the thing that I'm kind of wondering is like, you know, how are they going to get reelected when they're known as
1: a legislator that you know that's free and left, you know, when they were supposed to do their job? Well, it looks right now though like the Democrats have most of the uh, energy on their side. It's their people that are going to the Capitol building and protesting, that are supporting the unions. So right now, this might actually be a political stunt that helps the Democrats out. But like you know, like with, with that being said, though, like if that was, like, if they had the
3: political backing, why don't they just do the vote? You know?
1: Well, because they'd get crushed in a vote. But if it doesn't come to a vote, they can still change the bill. No, well, no. But like, the thing is, like if, if, if they get crushed in a vote, hey, you know, then like they might gives them more
3: momentum. You know, two years from now when they w- when they run for reelection. Yeah, you know, like I was one of the few, the proud, you know, the Wisconsin Democrats. You know. <laughs>
1: I don't know, I think you can use this delaying technique as a way to change the bill and get a little bit more of what they want, but it's just my opinion.
3: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, from, like the, I'm from the campaign point of view, and if, and if I was the you know, like the, like the director of the Wisconsin Democrat Party, I'd be saying you guys go down and vote, we're going to lose, but we're going to get back the House and the Senate, you know, in two years from now.
1: I'm sure at some point they will go back and they will count it as a victory, they'll spin it the right way, and they'll do a good job with this. Oh, yeah, and then like, then like you know, like, hey, you can also use this for fundraising, too. <laughs> oh, I'm sure the Republicans already are, and heck, I'm sure the Democrats are, too. Oh, yeah. And with that, we will be going to a commercial break. Okay.
3: Political beat, or even our moody news. You can contact us anytime during the week at area code 401 285 1173.
0: If you're a veteran of Iraq or Afghanistan, like me, coming home can be harder than expected. But it turns out I wasn't alone. At IAVA.org, there's, there's a, a free, free online, online community, community of thousands of vets who've got, got your, your back. Whether it's managing the transition home or everyday stuff style. like finding a nice sweater for my dog. A sweater? Yeah. Okay, maybe not that. Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America is there for you. Join our community at IAVA.org. We've got
3: your back. Brought to you by IAVA and the Ad Council.
0: I'm a champion, real
1: life mechanism. I right, should kill O'Neill for Rad. This is not your normal PSA.
3: Don't be stupid. Don't drink and drive. If you want to go out and have a good time, it's fine. But designate a driver to drive home. Let's stop the madness. Don't drink and drive.
0: A public search announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
1: And we are back on political beat. How oh, fitting, though. You had Shaquille
3: O'Neal mm-hmm. doing his commasso. <laughs>
1: hey, man. I one of my favorites. That's interesting. It's to, interesting. All our, that a, uh, to all of our viewers out there, drinking and driving is bad. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal says so. <laughs> it's interesting
3: that you played that ad in fitting because Shaquille actually had an event out here and Morris Andalus last night. It was one of his concerts, you know. He may not be known for his musical abilities, but hey, he can still sell
1: out a day right <laughs> I don't know. After uh, that YouTube video that made the rounds with him rapping for Kobe, I think he should be a platinum-selling artist.
3: <laughs> and, you know, it's actually like, you, a lot of people just think that all the come out here for, the, for you know, and basically everyone is out here. Shaquille, he was... He was out here, he also had, a um, Big Baby, he was out here he as well, he was cooking yesterday, um, with one of the chefs out here, they were making some, you know, um, gumbo.
1: <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so, one of the other topics that's really come up this week Hi, yes, is, uh, um, the preview of Scott well, Brown's I book. Can you hand me, ben? Uh, yes we can, well, we lost you there for a second, I think. Yeah, yeah we lost you for a second as well. Okay. Uh, we were just talking about Scott Brown's book that got released, uh, this, or was previewed this week, and, and it, the revelation that, well, a child at a, uh, Christian camp, uh, he was, he admits to being molested, and, uh, it sends, sends a little bit of shockwaves through the whole, uh, Massachusetts political establishment. Oh, yeah, absolutely, like,
3: right. The thing about it, though, is when Scott Brown was elected, people didn't know that much about him in general. If you remember, like, the Tea Party, they thought he was this crazy, conservative Tea Party guy, and that's why they all got behind him to to support him. But then, you know, later on, it came out that, you know, like, Scott Brown is more a moderate a moderate Republican, and you know, like, um, the Tea Party still supports him. But, you know, like, the thing that the whole time Scott Brown situation is that, you know, since he was the Massachusetts Republican, the media didn't pay him that much attention. The voters didn't pay him that much attention, until you know he was leading in the polls against some Moss Coakley.
1: I think it's because he drives a truck. Oh yeah, you know,
3: like hey, you know, you know I make a truck. I saw a truck to DC before.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, but so yeah, uh, the whole uh, molestation thing. uh, Definitely a bit of a surprise. Uh, he said that he decided he do doesn't want to pursue any charges against the man who did it. Um, and earlier in the week, you had uh, Deval Patrick saying uh, that something like this could help other victims of abuse uh, make it easier to come forward uh, and help others in their uh, how they feel after such a thing. <laughs>
3: Absolutely, Scott Brown is, should be a role model today because we got guy that had something so terrible happen to him, and look where he is now. But one of the leading Republican
2: senators in, in our nation.
1: Yeah, definitely. What's your take on this, Adam?
2: Um, I honestly don't know too much about the uh, about the situation uh, well, with with Brown, but uh, I mean, just as Will said it, it, uh, it um. It hey, can definitely help others that have gone through the uh, same situation.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, what do you? What's big in the news for you, Will, this
3: week? There's not that much going on in the news this week. You know, we covered we covered all the basics. You know, you have the Wisconsin cheesehead Republicans. I mean, I'm Democrats out there doing their thing. You had you had the Scott Brown situation. And and one story that we didn't touch on that much is actually the. Medal of Freedom Award, so, um, When that happened earlier last week. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, that was early in the week last week. A uh, few notable people got uh, Medals of Honor. Uh, I know Bill Russell was one of them.
3: Oh, yeah, and, and it's actually uh, it's actually interesting because I've been busting are trying to get a statue for Bill West- Russell, and um, Obama was talking about opening that uh, Bill Russell should get a statue. So it looks like right now, like, you know, now that Obama got behind it, Bill Russell may even get a statue from the T.D. Garden sometime soon. Well, it's really long overdue. Uh, when you go to
1: Fenway, you see Ted Williams uh, with the statue putting the hat on that kid. And then uh, if you go to uh, Quincy Market and uh, Faneuil Hall, you'll see the Red Auerbach statue and the Larry Bird shoes. Uh, and even outside the garden now, you see the Bobby Orr statue uh, with that infamous picture of him looking like well, flying.
3: Uh, the one thing I just want to know is, when are we going to get our statue, though, you know?
1: Uh, I think that's a little, wi- a little ways down the road, Well.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I think
1: we got a long while for that, my friend. But, uh, Another person who got a statue
3: as well, um, I mean a award as well, not a statue, <laughs> who got a award as well with Sam the Man, he was there as
1: well. In St. Louis, uh, but in terms of Russell, just uh, a lot of people like when you think about race and sports, uh, most people jump to Jackie Robinson and all that in the uh, in the um, Major League Baseball. But when you think about what happened in the 1960s when Bill Russell broke into the NBA, it was. No less dramatic back then you would ha- you would have entirely white teams. It would be a it was all shooting matches. Uh, Bill Russell revolutionized the way the game was played, and he also helped usher in uh, a new era of race in the nBA and what 's largely become now uh, a sport that 's synonymous with black culture. Absolutely, I, I actually think that Bill Russell had a larger impact on sports than Jackie Robinson, if you look at
3: it, because uh, Bill Russell—he not only was he a player, he was also uh, a coach as well. So, like, basically, he 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 impacted on both sides.
1: Oh yeah, um, I think there are very few people who can say they have impacted a sport as much as Bill Russell can say that he impacted and changed the sport of basketball. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And with that, we will take another break here on WDIS. This is Political Beat.
0: Charles the, carpet. Charles the Carpet King will carpet your entire house for only $39. That's right, your entire house for only $39. But don't expect Charles the Carpet King to do it himself, because Charles the Carpet King passed away last week at 47 from the same disease that got his father, so he won't be around for his family. And sadly, it could have been detected early with a simple test, but Charles didn't get it. Have you gotten Medical tests you need? For a list of tests every man should have, go to AHRQ.gov, a public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
3: My sport is football, but my passion is education. My name is Namdi Asmoa, and this is how I live united. I see too many kids miss out on moving up, kids who could go on to college but just need that extra little push. So every year, I take promising high school students on a college tour. We check out the dorms, the library, meet some professors, find out where the best late night grub stops are. It shows them that there's a whole world beyond their own. But what's even better is that most of these kids decide college is for them. I'm Nnamdi Asamoah. I show kids that a higher education means a brighter future. So when it comes to Living United, I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Join me. It takes all of us working together to make a difference. Find out how you can Live United for education.
0: Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent. Brought to you by adoptuskids.org. I might look like an adult, like a person who could possibly be a parent, but I have no idea how to talk like one. And everyone knows that if you want to be a parent, you have to sound good when you say things like, don't make me turn this car around, or because I said so, or don't make me come back there. I don't even really know what those things mean, but I know that I actually believed my parents when they said them to me. How did they manage to sound so convincing? Here we go. Don't make me come back there. Ugh, no, that's not tough enough at all. Kids can sense weakness. Don't make me come back there. Ooh, yeah, that's better.
3: In fact, that kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to listen to you practice your dad voice. Call one 888 200 4005 or visit adoptuskids.org for more information. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council.
1: This is Will Casm. And we are back on WDIS. This is Bill carroll I am joined by Adam Sariva, And on location in sunny Los Angeles is William Pierce. And we're uh, really well. <laughs> <laughs> catch you by surprise that time, Will. Said so yeah. getting... so did we catch you by surprise by coming back from break? Yep. We did <laughs> <laughs> uh so well, we know right now Will is enjoying the sun. I think uh, we, we might have to depress our listeners a little bit and uh, read off today's weather and uh, the weather for the rest of the week with Adam Sariva. All right, well, we have a uh, media appeal, weather and traffic
2: update coming at you here in Norfolk, Massachusetts. Uh, as of right now, it is uh, 28 degrees and uh, sunny. For the rest of the day, we're looking for sunny with a high of uh, 32 and uh, low of 23. Uh, Tonight, we are looking at snow starting at around uh, from uh, 12 to uh, 2 a.m. We're hitting a low of uh, 24 degrees. Uh, The snow will continue into uh, tomorrow. Uh, We're looking at only uh, anywhere from an inch to two inch, nothing big. It's supposed to snow until about tomorrow afternoon, but we're not looking for uh, much accumulation. We're uh, looking at a high of for 33 and a low of 8 for tomorrow. On Tuesday, it is it uh, uh, should be partly cloudy with a high of 26 and a low of 13. On Wednesday, it uh, uh, should be sunny with a high of 38 and a low of 20. On Thursday, uh, it be partly cloudy with a high of 44 and a low of 31. And on Friday we're looking at a little bit of rain. Uh, the, the precipitation we might have here in New England after this winter, with a high of 43 and a low of 29. Uh, all the temperatures are brought to you in Fahrenheit. And that is and uh, for the traffic this week uh, as of right now, it, uh, it looks clear uh, throughout the area. Route one looks clear. Uh, 90 is looking clear at the moment. Everything looks uh, pretty clear. And that is the media appeal traffic and weather real real time traffic and weather update. So, Bill, can I stay out there and then we have, a, what, 19
3: 18 degrees tomorrow? <laughs> oh, sure, why not?
1: Take an extra day. Yeah, we, know the, we know what the weather is like out there. I'm guessing traffic is none too much fun this weekend. Uh,
3: well, it's actually not bad right now um, for traffic, but, you, you know, the weather, it, it's about 50 degrees here. Uh,
1: I'd <laughs> settle for that. No, yeah, no snow. Sounds like a good time. Uh, Okay, well, I think we should talk a little bit about why exactly you're out in LA. Uh, Talk a little bit about sports. Uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. Do you you want to start with the Bruins? Do you want to play into the All-Star game? Why don't we? We'll play like the temperature. We'll start with the Bruins at the coldest. We'll go basketball in the NBA. And then we'll go to the warmest weather team right now, which are the Red Sox, enjoying their spring training in Florida. Oh, that sounds really
2: good. Yeah, go ahead. All right, fellas. For the Bruins, uh, this week, is, it's been a busy week for the Bruins. They, uh, we've uh, definitely made uh, a couple of trades. Uh, the, uh, at, at the beginning of the week, we uh, made a trade for uh, for uh, Chris Kelly and uh, uh, Rich uh, Perry and... Uh, the the big trade of the week though, which has definitely looked like it uh, from how he's been playing uh, so far with the Bruins, was uh, for uh, Thomas Kabalay. We traded away Joe Calder, uh, 2011 uh, first round pick uh, uh, for next year in a conditional uh, 2012 draft pick uh, for uh, Thomas Kabalay. He's uh, a decent decent defenseman. You know, it looks like he's going to definitely help out the Bruins defensively. Uh, that. But those, all those three additions definitely look, uh, look like, look like they're and well for the team so far this week. Uh, like Cabriolet, I mean, he's not, he's not one of the, the high-tier players in the NHL, but he definitely is uh, a great addition for the Bruins. It should help them in the uh, in the long run. Uh, what is your opinion on the deal, Bill? Do you like uh, what they did?
1: I like Cabriolet. I think he's a good addition to the team. Uh, I think he brings the skill set that the Bruins need, uh, which is a puck-moving defenseman. Uh, someone that can uh, get it up the boards, get it up to the forwards, uh, send people on breakaways. It seems like that was something that a lot of their defensemen were missing.
2: Uh, he definitely can get the puck out of the zone well too which I think helps them out, which they've had a problem with uh, in the past couple uh, p- yeah. past month.
1: Uh, like I know they have quite a few of the physical type players. Now I think this is a skill set which added to the team uh can definitely give them a different perspective, and I think, honestly, I think it's a good uh, trade for the team. Oh, yeah, I definitely, I did,
2: I mean, I'm not sure if it makes them a championship, uh, championship on now, but it, I think, think it can definitely help them uh, go further in the playoffs than they have in the past uh, few years.
1: Well, I, th- I think right now, uh, they, I think right now the Eastern Conference is pretty wide open, uh, and I think this is the kind of move that could definitely help the, uh, put them in the position to succeed. And honestly, they they were right at the cusp last year, and I think it'll be an interesting team to watch come playoff time. Oh yeah, the, all the all the
2: additions. Uh, I mean, they've only played uh, a couple of games since the, since the trades. All the trades have happened in the week, but um, it, it definitely looks like they're, they're uh, jelling well together so far. Man, that the couple of games had a had since the trade they've uh they've looked really well cavaliers looked great um looks like it's definitely brought a lot of any en- uh, new energy to uh to the team and hopefully they'll carry that out throughout the play uh into the playoffs and throughout the playoffs
1: now uh, the other uh, thing with the bruins is i know uh they had recently sat tyler sagan uh he had been struggling a little bit and it looks as though he's really responded to that uh he's obviously a talented rookie Uh, Having some growing pains, uh, that's what it looked like anyway, and uh, if he can really respond and step up, especially with Mark Savard out the rest of the year, I think he could be a big addition to this team.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, so why don't we talk a little basketball, Will? Why don't you tell us uh, all the things you've seen? Tell us what's happened out there. You know, there, uh, there was a skills challenge, the three point contest yesterday. Oh yeah, it's gone. been a busy packed weekend this so far.
3: Um, yesterday Blake Griffin won the three point contest. And um he has to look like the one that, that, that sort of sort of won it. Right now he's um one one of the great leading bookies or softball young guy coming up into into the league. And um, today is not going to be the NBA All-Side game itself we're on tonight, um, it's going to be around 5 o'clock here, so So 8 o'clock for you guys on the East Coast. We get and all we get it this uh... week, hello?
1: Hello?
3: Okay, can you hear me now? Yep. And um, all of this week, you had media, they were basically, you had all, a lot of the Celtics players, you had um, Kevin Garnett, you had Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Rondo, you had Coach Doc Rivers, he was out there as well, and they were, and they were interacting with the media. And basically, they report everyone out here from the Celtics. They like even report Ben Davis out here. They, there's been reports that um, Nate Robinson, he's out here as well. Shaq, he's out here as well. So all of the Sultans are out here and for us, even though we're in, in enemy territory, so to speak. And so it's a great weekend. And uh, you can go online to roadienews.com and cut some of the quotes, some of the video that we have from some of the players, some of the great interviews.
2: Uh, if, if, if any of you guys want to call in about anything that we've talked about today too, uh, call in uh, Call in and let us know what's going on.
1: Now, uh, we also have the Red Sox with spring training starting this week uh, down in Florida. Uh, expectations are really high for this team. Uh, I believe it was Josh Beckett who uh, was mentioning like the potential for this to be a 100-win team. Uh Red Sox haven't really done that since uh I believe it was 1946. So uh this has the potential like assuming a healthy team, which I know is assuming a lot. Uh this could be one heck of a ride this baseball season. Like expectations are sky high right now.
2: Oh yeah, definitely uh oh uh, they they do it looks like a great team and as as you said, uh, Beckett. uh I was looking. This definitely could be a hundred-win team. I mean, they, the the lineup they have, if they stay healthy, looks it, it, it looks amazing. No matter how how uh, Francona puts that lineup together, I mean, it's it looks like a monster of a lineup uh, with the two additions they have. And uh everyone looks looks to be pretty healthy. Gonzalez looks like he's uh on the timetable uh, to to hit this week, doesn't he? Uh, I
1: would say so. Yeah, I know, uh, he's got to await final clearance from the doctors, but. Uh, he looks ready to go. Uh, this could be an impressive team this year. Oh, yeah, especially. I mean, health-wise, they
2: stay, stay together. It looks, uh, I mean, I don't think uh, Beckett can do much worse than he did last year, and he looks like uh, a little healthier. Hopefully he can have a bounce back season. Uh, Lackey's lost a little bit of weight, so hopefully he can bring down that ERA. And uh, if I know uh, not many people are too fond of dice skate on the area. <laughs> around the area but excuse me around the area but uh but i mean having if he, if he can uh do decently having him as a fifth starter i mean
3: uh, uh, the team looks great with that lineup
1: yeah you're not going to find too many teams with a better fifth starter than that um what are your feelings on uh, pretty much anything going on in sports well <laughs> it's all good my opinion <laughs> That is insightful right there. Yeah. How about you tell us about, uh, like,
2: the, the skills challenge and everything that happened yesterday. I, I know the uh, dunk contest uh, was definitely one of the best I've seen in, uh, in years. I mean, the first round was amazing. The, all the dunks were creative. Can you have speak up? I can barely hear you. I'm sorry. Uh, why don't you tell us about the stuff that uh, went on yesterday, all the skills uh, competitions. I know the uh, dunk contest was one of the uh, – was one of the best uh, dunk contests I've seen in a while. All the first round dunks were creative. Everything was creative. Uh, Good dunks. I mean, I don't think I saw uh, uh, everything was uh, great in the dunk contest yesterday. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Basically, I believe
3: that Kia made their money yesterday when they brought Alex. uh, And Blake Griffin jumped over it in front of my own two eyes. At first, I thought basically the owners of the Clippers was going to have a heart attack. And then the star player was going to crash into a Kia. But he... Caught the car and I don't know if you guys caught it, but basically, you know, at first when you saw it, you think it was that you know he was barely gonna make it, but it was one great event. You also had the you also had some other players doing some great things. You had one bringing out know, three basketball slam dunking them. Uh, at the same time, he had another one slam dunking into um, two hoops. It was basically it wasn't it wasn't even basketball last night. I believe it was magic. It was it was an artist with did. Their-
2: Uh, yeah, it definitely was. I, I was definitely impressed by the uh, the uh, two hoops. I I mean, to to do that with uh, with two hands would be difficult. But bouncing that ball off the backboard, a uh, self pass with the uh, with going into the two hoops, that was definitely impressive. Uh, all of them were impressive uh, yesterday. Like I said before, that was definitely one great uh, dunk contest. One of the best I've seen in a while. Did you enjoy the rest of the skills competitions yesterday, Will? Can, I'm sorry, can you repeat yourself? Did you enjoy the rest of the uh, uh, skills competitions yesterday?
3: Some of them, but not many. It was um, basically, it, it was a crazy day for media on online yesterday. So some of the events, we, we, I got to see some, I didn't. But one thing that really stood out was um, actually an MVP board that was handing out that basically, we, that um, political beat and voting news disagreed with earlier this week, but Justin Bieber
2: got the celebrity MVP award. Yippee. <laughs> uh, I definitely don't agree with that. He didn't look like an MVP of the game in that game. Yeah, that was a bit of an upset. Uh, I think Scottie
1: Pippen uh, showed him what's up with that block right in his uh, pretty little face there. Uh, it's de- definitely a controversy. You got all those young
2: teenage girlfriends text, uh, girls texting him to, uh, to, to, to to get him to win, I mean. He he did. Few, I mean, he had a few good uh, plays, but he definitely wasn't the MVP of the game on that. No, oh, no. I just basically believe that Commissioner Stevens is just trying to, like, you know,
3: to him, you know, reach out to the you know the twelve to female female market and just you know decide to hand it to him. That's that's my personal opinion.
2: I oh, so You take it's an even higher controversy, then huh? Huh? You think it's an even higher controversy, then huh? Oh, No, it's not a controversy. It's like a you know. It, it was like I think it was speech. <laughs> So, so you think all the voting was fixed?
1: <laughs> what do you think about the three-point contest and James Jones upsetting both uh, <laughs> Ray Allen and Paul Pierce? Oh, that was, when I saw that, was, you know, during the contest itself, early on you saw
3: Ray Allen, he came out and he was doing well, but towards the end he was kind of, he was kind of messing, and, kind of, and he kind of had some mistakes. To be honest, I'm a big Paul Pierce supporter, but I don't even know
2: why Paul was was even in there last night. Well, he was the uh, he was the defending champion because he won last year, so therefore you uh, therefore he plays again this year. The defending champion always uh, plays again the following year. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, but all in the day I saw him in the
3: practice doing some three points, and you and, 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 and to be honest. Paul Pierce is a one-hit one when it comes to three-pointers. Last year, he was doing really well with them. This year, he, he's not so well. It's, I think, to, to be honest, I think it's basically, you know, like, it, it was, when he was younger, when he was good, it was good. It, it was his game. But, you know, now that he's um, basically getting more experience in basketball, he's, he's not getting so well in, in three-pointers. And basically, you know, they basically just leave the three-pointers to the
2: lane and can't play Allen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think the thing that happened with Allen was, that if you actually look like Allen has the most consistent Shot of any uh, player in the three-point contest. Actually, most of the league right now. He has the same shot every time. But if you look at his shot, he has a lot of elevation with his uh, legs. And uh, I don't know, maybe that tired or out He kind of looked a little tired in the second round. He does have a high jump on his uh, three-point shot. So uh, that I don't know. I think that might have had a little bit to do with it. But James Jones is a great. Uh, as much as we all hate the Miami Heat, uh, James Jones is a, a decent three-point shooter. So. Oh, well, too. oh yeah, and one thing that I just find really interesting about
3: the home tag competitions is, you know, they get out there, they do these crazy dunks, they do these crazy three pointers, and they just sit down and talk with each other. Like, yeah, so as I was saying, you know, like they just like stood
2: up and walked around real quick. That's just one thing I just find very interesting about everything about that. Yeah, how did you like the uh, first skills challenge that they did with the different, um, where they sh- where they had the three uh, members, uh, one from the uh, WNBA. Um, a member from uh, that is retired, and a uh, and uh, a, um, member that is playing right now. Where they had the different shots, where they all take turns taking shots. Did you like that? Uh, uh, competition oh, yeah. challenge. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a great competition. Hello. Hello. Oh. We can hear
1: you. <laughs> yeah, we can hear. Okay. you. Um. Oh, no, I can. Beat.
3: I can barely hear Adam and it sounds like he's underwater
2: again. Like, which of you end up being underwater, Adam? I <laughs> don't oh, no. C- Can you hear me pretty well, Will? Uh, Bill?
1: I can hear you in here. Uh, with that, we'll take a break, and uh, we'll come back with what I know is Will's favorite segment. Uh, that's after these messages from our sponsors.
3: To worry about running your business everyday. Why do you need to extra the stress of handling your computer network? Hi, this is Will Pierce from Political Beat and Roadie News. Don't hire a geek to do a specialist job. The folks who are at EFC Media and IT Services can help you out from setting up the new computers to setting up your network and even packing up your data. EFC Media and IT Services. Call them anytime at 401-230-8827 or visit them online at efcmediait.com. credit? Credit fairy? Perhaps you have the wrong number. Actually, no, I'm not familiar with the credit fairy, and I know all the fairies. We're a tight-knit bunch. Why don't you tell me more about what the credit fairy does, maybe it'll ring a bell. The credit fairy magically raises your credit score so you'll be more likely to receive better interest rates? (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's not a credit fairy. But I do know you can improve your credit rating by paying bills on time and keeping your credit card balances low. Glad I could help. Me? Well, I leave money under children's pillows. Adults? No, kids only. But I do know a good dentist. There's no magic to improving your credit, but there is help, and it's free. Go to creditfairy.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the Consumer Bankers Foundation, the Leadership Conference on Civil Rights Education Fund, and the Ad Council. Looking for a great place to go into Dun & in Boston? Visit Porter's Bar & Grill. Place for your pre- and post-game events. Portland's Bar &
0: Grill is located right on Portland Street near Den- the TD Gardens. Looking to advertise.
1: On <coughs> <coughs> I believe we've lost Well, uh, <laughs> uh, So we're back on Political Beat and uh, so Adam uh, what do you see as the next big news story this week
2: um, uh, so far so far just uh, the political um, the po- political aspect just uh, see what's uh, going to happen with this uh, Middle East I mean it's uh, definitely been a compelling story and uh, see how it pl- uh, plays out in the next week to come um, and I'll uh, see what happens with that I'm interested to see how that's gonna play out I mean it's been it's been it's been a definitely uh, a swing of things uh, so far so we'll see what happens
1: yeah I know exactly what you mean uh, you have things going on in Libya uh, again in Bahrain like it's like I was even reading uh there's the beginnings of a uh, jasmine revolution in China, uh, so uh, things are happening pretty quickly. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, just creates a lot of uncertainty. Uh, Democracy is not always pretty, though. Uh, I think it's a worthwhile endeavor, and uh, we'll see what happens in the coming week.
2: Cool. Uh, th- isn't this usually a uh, little segment but, uh, uh,
1: yeah we're still waiting for uh these technical difficulties to work themselves out um, uh, yeah please
2: excuse us this is where uh, usually a uh, political rain of the week and uh, our uh, main guy that does this uh we apparently lost him so uh you know hopefully you can be patient with us while we uh, try to figure out these uh, technical difficulties um Yeah, uh, what what else is going on? Uh, I don't know. You, uh, what do you think about um, uh, you th- uh, about the campaign uh, coming up in a couple uh, a couple of years? Do uh, you think that people start announcing soon? Uh,
1: not so sure. I think uh, right now it looks like people are going to play it slow, uh, do their book tours and whatnot, just start feeling out the field. Uh, Like, uh, one interesting name that I read uh, this week is Michelle Bachman is considering running, uh, which I think would definitely add an interesting uh, aspect to the race. Uh, She's definitely a controversial figure, even within the Republican Party. Uh, She would gather a lot of Tea Party support if she did run. Uh, It would definitely provide some tension between uh, her and Sarah Palin, uh, as to who would garner more Tea Party <laughs> support, uh, I think
2: we all know who we've, uh, uh, we, we'd be uh, liking to win in that uh, uh, win out in that uh, little yeah. debacle right there. I think we a good friend here at w, uh, At the political beat. I, I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Though. Who are you
1: talking about, Adam? South Sa- got good know. old friend, Sarah Phelan. I, uh, I don't know. I think it would be an interesting one. Uh, because Michelle Bachman is definitely uh, She's just as Controversial uh, Not as well known obviously uh, But definitely just as controversial uh, I, d- I think Sarah Palin Could
2: definitely Get uh, out, out of that battle
1: I, I think they could uh, have some interesting debates Those two
2: uh, no, I, I, I still think Palin Will definitely uh, win over that
1: We'll, we'll see uh, Who decides to run I know a lot of people are tiptoeing in, seeing the waters. Uh, I think as of right now, the favorite is still Mitt Romney. Uh, just my opinion. Uh, but with that, we'll go to another commercial break here on Political Beat on WDIS. Ah, there's a blue one. Isn't it pretty?
0: Ooh, look how fast that red one's going. It's red like that stop sign. Like my jacket.
3: This is a 38-year-old man.
0: My jacket's not a car, is it? Is my jacket a car? My jacket is red, but it doesn't go fast.
3: He may sound a little strange to you and me. But to his two-year-old son, who's interested in cars and colors, he makes perfect sense. That's the sound cars make. When you talk with your child, you build vocabulary. And learning starts long before school does. So follow their lead. Take simple everyday moments like eating dinner or just watching cars go by and turn them into learning moments. Ooh, look,
0: Record! Yes, and ah, it's moving awfully fast. Blue car. Yes, the man
3: in the red car is about to meet the man in the blue car. Get himself a pretty pink ticket. Turn everyday moments into learning moments. For more tips, go to bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
1: We are back on political beat on WDIS. Uh, we seem to have gotten. Can you hear Yep. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Um, well. Had some technical difficulties and lost you for a minute there. Yep. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can, Well. Okay, okay good. Uh, so, well, so what can we talk about before we got disconnected? Uh, we talked a little bit about the Republican race, uh, how Michelle Bachman, uh, yeah, so, that, that, that she that may, that. may run. Uh, but I think uh, now that we have you back, we're ready for what we know is your favorite segment of the show. Go on, Will. You there, Will? Hello.
2: Looks like we have more technical difficulties on the.
1: Hello, William Pierce. Earth to William.
2: All right, sorry about that again, guys. Uh, Looks like we're not going to have a political end of the week this week. Uh, it's having a tough, of the show is out in uh, Los Angeles so working uh, the All-Star game and uh, we can't get him to stay on the line. So. They so you your call cannot be completed Is that. Uh, well, I guess, uh, with <laughs> we definitely lost so... Uh, uh well, well, we'll try to switch it over to something else, I guess. Uh, What do you think about, uh, what happened with Poulos this week, uh,
3: uh,
1: I think, uh, he's gonna test the free agent market. I think at the end, odds are he's gonna stay with the Cub, uh, with the, uh, Cardinals, excuse me. Oh, come me. on, free agency? You don't think he's gonna be in the uh, Boston Red Sox uniform next year? I don't see that happening. If he does move, I could see him moving to the Cubs. Uh, Michael Wilbon (laughs) rode this week, and he made some good points. Uh, They have a lot of money coming off the books. And uh, if St. Louis is going to continue to lowball him, uh, the Cubs could definitely take a run at him. And uh, the difference that he would make on that team could end up – Turning them into a strong contender in the National League. How about uh, Fielder? I've
2: looked. i heard some rumors about uh, the Sox maybe going after him as a DH for next year.
1: Uh, that would be interesting. I think uh, the price is probably going to be too high. Um, whether it's in terms of trading and trading for him to get the prospects that Milwaukee would want. <laughs> Well he is a free agent next well, year, so well even as a free agent I think the price is gonna be a little outside of what they're looking to spend. I know they'll have money coming off the books, but you also have to assume a Gonzalez extension. So we'll see, but I don't think I don't see them making a play at either one of those guys.
2: And uh, how about uh, the, the the rumors that have come out uh, this past week? It's also uh, League uh, Bud Sealy, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, said that he was uh, planning on retiring after the 2012 season, and a name that came up to replace him was a good friend, Larry Lichino. Uh
1: I could see that. Uh, Larry Lacino's definitely done a lot of work behind the scenes uh, to... Get himself in that position. I could, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, uh, I know he's, he's downplaying it now, but
2: do you do you do you think he's just doing that uh, so he doesn't attract any attention, or you actually think that he actually uh, would take the job if? It
1: I think if it came down to it, I could see him as uh, one of a few contenders that uh, may take such a job. Yeah.
2: How do you think that would affect the
1: Sox? He would stop having a day-to-day role, obviously. Uh, Like, I know a lot of the stuff uh, he's responsible for, like with the whole renovating Fenway and things like that. Uh, But I'm sure the Red Sox would find someone uh, capable of doing that. Uh, In terms of baseball operations, I don't think you'd see... Uh, much difference. I know he did say he won wa- uh, was uh
2: in support of it- like expanding uh the playoffs. Do you think that would be a good idea?
1: Well, that would have to go through approval of all the teams uh and i'm not sure exactly the majority they'd have to get but um it's something that could happen uh right now. baseball has the fewest teams in the playoffs. And it's kind of special.
2: Uh, yeah, I personally think so. it works well the way it is. I mean, there's a lot more competitiveness to try to get into the playoffs. I think it uh, definitely would dilute the uh, the, the playoffs uh, as it is if they did went further. But it, is, I mean, it was an interesting uh, fact to see what happens in the next few years.
1: Yeah, like, on the one hand, you would minimize a little bit of the intensity of the regular season. Uh, a lot of those September games would mean even less. Uh but at the same time, you'd have playoff baseball, more playoff baseball. Yeah, so what, we'd be
2: playing in November in the cold. I mean, also, you know, we'd have the dog days of the September now, too?
1: Yeah, there's different ways. Uh, i not sure how they would handle it scheduling-wise. Uh, as it is right now, the uh, World Series is usually scheduled to go into early November. Uh, So I think they'd probably have to start the playoffs a little bit earlier uh, and probably move everything up. If you ask me, like, to the first week of April. uh, Like, right away at the first of April, probably. Uh, So it's one of those things that I think where there'd be a lot of extrapolation going on in terms of we don't even know who the new commissioner would be, never mind uh, changes to the playoff format uh, like as you see right now at the n f l uh, such changes don't just happen it's a long process, and uh various viewpoints get presented and uh, eventually decisions get made but I feel like that's still quite a ways off
2: yeah i definitely uh i I definitely agree um I personally like it the way it is. Um, same thing with the NFL. I think pushing the, the, the game uh, to 18 uh, games in the NFL, the, that change. Uh, the NFL is good the way it is. I mean, uh, I think that's another change that can hurt, hurt a sport. Um think I'd be going a little, uh, a little too much, uh, uh, too much uh, too many games. I think it's perfect the way it is. is. Sixteen 16 uh, million games uh, over there in the NFL as well.
1: Especially in the NFL, you see the potential for injuries, I'd say, a lot more uh, with the expanded season. Right now, we have uh, pretty much a walk through the first four preseason games, uh, so I think that would definitely change things NFL-wise, and it's the same thing in baseball. I know it's not a contact sport, but uh, the strain on, like, say, a wild-card team's pitchers, if they're going all out from an extra playoff series that's must win uh, how many intense postseason games are they going to have those games where you come back on short rest oh yeah play? it's definitely not
2: as physical but it definitely puts a lot of string in your body me personally as a baseball player I definitely know and if, if you watch uh, it definitely puts a lot of string in the body and uh, it's not a contact but you can definitely do a lot of damage in the sport as well
1: well, ladies and gentlemen, we had a fun time uh, str- uh, being in your cars or your homes. Uh, we look forward to uh, being with you again next week at this time on WDIS. This is Political Beat. I am William Cabral. I am Adam Saliva And uh, have a great rest of your day.
0: Attack demonstrators at a funeral, killing 15. That scene has been repeated today. A doctor at one hospital says another 15 people have died. He says his morgue had already received at least 200 dead over the last six days. Authorities in Estonia say fire has raced through an orphanage for disabled children, killing 10 of them. A rescue official says 37 children and 9 adults were in the building in a coastal town in western Estonia. Firefighters have contained several wildfires in the mid-Atlantic region that forced evacuations and knocked out power. In Virginia's Prince William County, Half a dozen fires scorched about 300 acres and led officials to evacuate 60 people from homes. This is IRN USA Radio News. (laughs) (laughs) On average, a smoker will die 15 to 20 years earlier than a non-smoker. Quit risking your life. Quit spending all your hard-earned money. Quit worrying about dirty looks. Take your freedom back. And switch to American Blue Tip, the hassle-free electronic cigarette that looks, feels, and tastes just like the real thing. It's not real smoke, just water vapor. Crazy.
3: I can finally relax without sucking in all those chemicals and tar.
0: No secondhand smoke. Quit thinking about it. Make the switch to American Blue Tip right now. It's everything you love about smoking without the tar, tobacco, and carcinogens. You won't even miss cigarettes. Call now for your risk-free trial of American Blue Tip. Call 1-800-353-9423. That's 1-800-353-9423. Quit stalling and switch right now. Call 1-800-353-9423. That's 1-800-353-9423. Egypt's official media says ousted leader Hosni Mubarak has told authorities that he has no financial assets or property outside of Egypt. State TV and the official news agency MENA quotes Mubarak's legal representative as denying reports about the size of the former president's wealth, calling them malicious rumors designed to stain his legacy. A top Republican budget writer says he knows the Senate probably won't go along with steep cuts the House just passed. But with a possible government shutdown in less than two weeks, House Budget Committee Chairman Paul Ryan tells CBS's Face the Nation that the GOP will not agree